The legacy of the Rio 2016 Paralympics is visible a year after the Games and unaffected by corruption scandals, says new Paralympics president Andrew Parsons. Thank you for joining us on the latest edition of Around the Rings Radio. I'm Kevin Nutley. Today, I spoke with Parsons about his first steps as president of the International Paralympic Committee and his outlook for the future of the movement. Tell me, what, was it, what does it mean to you to be elected in the first round of voting, and what's your first priority as president of the Paralympic movement? Well, I think being voted in the being elected in the first round, it shows that the membership is really behind uh, the well, the views I have shared with them during the campaign, and I think it's a it's a vote of confidence in in the proposals I have expressed during my, uh, during the campaign through my manifesto and the thousands of calls, emails, WhatsApps, and and the close contact I had with the membership. So I think it's a it's a very positive sign. Uh, my as the strapline for for my campaign says, I I want the APC to be an organization for all, all with capital letters. Um, this means that I, I believe that we have to change a little bit the approach of the IPC when it comes to the membership. So we have to go after the membership and understanding their challenges, uh, the difficulties they have to promote to develop Paralympic sport whether it's in their territories and the NPCs or if it's in an international federation, what are, what we can do for them. So, and in order to do that, you know, we have to, again, go after them, try to, try to know them better so then we can provide that, that, you know, better solutions for them. We are an umbrella organization and as, as such, we exist to serve our membership. And in doing that, providing the best pathway possible for athletes Parathis to go from grassroots to elite sport, but not only the I would say in the top 20, 25 countries in the world, but across the entire you know world and the four corners of the world. So from the very small countries to the big superpowers, we can uh, we can help them to get to their next level. And this is the idea that we can reach each and every one of our members by doing that and changing this attitude uh, towards the membership. Mm-hmm. And the Paralympics will have increased influence and recognition in the Asian regions after three consecutive Olympic Games in Pyeongchang, South Korea, Tokyo, Japan, and Beijing, China. What are your expectations for the next edition of the Paralympics, the Winter Paralympics, in Pyeongchang this February and March? Well, we are very excited uh, with, with the opportunity that Pyeongchang represents uh, because it's only the start of this, as you have described, the three uh Paralympic Games, winter and summer, in that part of the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's it's a beginning of a journey that what we expect is that after the Paralympic Games in Beijing 2022, the Paralympic movement in Asia is stronger. We have more countries uh, with running with, with very well-established national Paralympic committees, running programs with budget, uh, with recognition from the governments, from the local media, not only, of course, in the three countries, because, you know, Japan, Korea, and China are already very well-established nations when it comes to Paralympic, but to spread this, uh, the Paralympic movement throughout the Asian region. We need more participation coming from that, that uh, continent. It's such a big continent, and you cannot uh, think in Asia as a single group, because you have, you know, from the Middle East to Southeast Asia, South Asia, uh, Central Asia, you have many, I would say, continents within that continent, but that's the idea to use uh, the opportunity that we have in having these three Paralympic Games in that region to come out of this process 
having the Paralympic more presence in that part of the world, with more athletes from that part of the world, and you know, with a stronger recognition and with a strong legacy, of course. Uh, we have a lot to do, so we are coming up with a plan to maximize Paralympic sport in that, in, in that part of the world, in Asia, using, taking advantage of these three editions of the Games. That's why I'm one of the first things I'm doing as IPC president now in October is going to Japan, to to Korea and Seoul and Pyeongchang um, to emphasize once to the to the leadership of the organizing committee of, of those countries and regions the importance of Paralympic sport, connect with them. I'm going together with Sir Philip. So it's a bit of a handover, but also to emphasize our commitment to developing and to being partners in the Paralympic Games. Mm-hmm. And you're fresh off um, visiting Lima, Peru for the IOC session, and where eight new members were elected. Are there any hopes for you to become an IOC member at the next session ahead of the Pyeongchang Games? And did you have any conversations at the session in Lima about that? Uh, no, I, I think it's what is expected to happen. You know, in the, normally IPC president is expected to be become an IOC member, mm-hmm. but it's something I will discuss probably with President Thomas Bach uh, when we meet. We had just a brief conversation in Lima. He, you know, acknowledged me before the whole of the IOC session, uh, so it was a warm welcome. But we agreed in having a, a proper meeting later on. Uh, you know, target. We are targeting early November, probably, mm-hmm. to to have time to go over many things that our organizations have in common. And then, then it's the opportunity when we will address that. So, yes, maybe Pyeongchang, uh, the OC session in Pyeongchang, will be uh, the one that we are targeting for that. Excellent. And you said ahead of the Rio 2016 Games that the Paralympics could bring about social change in Brazil. Have you Have you mm-hmm. noticed that change since the Games have left? Yes, we have noticed the change, a change in attitudes, a change in, 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 I would say, in the people with an impairment becoming higher in the socio- social agenda of the country. Of course, we are Brazil is a country with a lot of facing a lot of challenges these days: economical crisis, political crisis, a lot of problems with corruption mm-hmm. in the different levels of government here. But so that makes, I would say, harder to measure uh, the, the impact. But there are some. Uh, institutes doing some measurements or doing some research so that we can have a better uh, picture. But what we can, I would say, feel and understand is that you have more discussions about people with impairment in the Congress, uh, International Congress, in the Parliament, and also at at the state level, Brazil's organizing states. So in every single state, even when I was still the president of the Brazilian Paralympic, which was until March this year, uh, we we were been uh, so the state governments and some municipal governments were trying to get involved with Paralympic sport in a way as a way to promote their social uh, initiatives for persons with an impairment. So I think that yes, it helped, and but also it was a beginning of a process where the different levels of government started to use sport as a vehicle to promote you know and to raise awareness. On the on the everything that has to do with persons with an impairment in their local level. Mm-hmm. And are there any concerns that the current investigation into Carlos Newsman will impact the legacy of the Rio 2016 Games in Brazil? Well, I don't think so. Uh, you know, he's under investigation. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's let's see if he is going to be charged with anything or, or, or whether the investigation will lead us. But I don't think so. The legacy is there when it comes to the Paralympic 
specific side of the legacy. It's not only the legacy in awareness, but also the Brazilian Paralympic Committee. So the the Brazilian Paralympic movement has more uh, have three times more income than when we started this journey in 2009. Wow. Actually, it has more than that. It has I would, say, I would say five or six times more money than income uh, than when we started this process in 2009. The Brazilian Paralympic Training Center was built and now is under the management of the Brazilian Paralympic Committee. So I would say that on the Paralympic front, the the legacy was fantastic. Uh, of course, the federal government is still working on well on 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 the management of the Baja Park in Rio de Janeiro and in Diodoro, but we have more and more now the national federations involved in it, and you know using take advantage of the calendar of the sorry of the structure for their national and international calendar. Mm-hmm. Right now, it's been used for the Rock and Rio, the Baja Park, so it's been used, uh, and we are only. Uh, one year after the game, so after the, you know, today I think it's one year and one day after the closing ceremony of the Paralympic Games. Mm-hmm. So in terms of legacy, I think uh, we still have a lot to do, but I think it's in a in 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 the right path. And Lima will host Parasport athletes at, in 2019 for the Parapan American Games. Now, how can Lima 2019 build on the Parasport success of Rio 2016 in South America? Well, I think first it was, uh, you know, the Paralympic movement in Peru specifically was uh, had a, a boost with the Paralympic Games in Rio de Janeiro. The Brazilian Paralympic Committee uh, had already had, by the time of the Games, uh, uh, a cooperation agreement with the Peruvian Institute of Sports and the Peruvian Paralympic Committee, which is a very young organization, uh, the Americas Paralympic Committee, together with the NOC of Peru and the Peruvian government, they have supported the, the creation of a real NPC in that country. So we are promoting some cooperation uh, between Peru and some other nations, such as Brazil, Colombia, and so so, so forth, in uh, trying to take advantage of the momentum of the Rio Games and the, the Parapan American Games in Lima 2019 to really... Uh, Again, maximize and boost the Paralympic presence in that country, not only inspire uh, generations of athletes, but also that we are able to come up with the right structure to deliver the pathway for, for the Peruvian athletes from grassroots to elite, uh, in the lead up to the game, but mainly after the games. That the legacy for the Peruvian Paralympic movement is a system that works, even though it's, it's young, even though it's not uh, as big as it can be in the future, but a, a system that works, identifies the talent and develop the talent of the athletes and do it in a, on, a, uh, on, a, on a permanent basis so that, you know, in a few years' time, in, in, in the future generations of our Peruvian Paralympic athletes will still benefit from the legacy of these games and of the Rio 2016 games. Looking ahead a little bit, um, the session mm-hmm. in Lima confirmed Paris for the 2024 Olympics and Los Angeles for 2028. How can these two cities really help advance the Paralympic agenda? Well, I think it's, well, together with Tokyo in Asia, so, you know, Paris in, in Europe and LA in North America, I think provides for the Paralympic uh, movement a very good opportunity. I think Paris, I know very well the two projects, and Paris is a, it's a fantastic project for the Paralympics, not only when it comes to the venues and, you know, and, and, and 
how it fits with the overall planning of the city and, and of course, use of iconic venues and so, but also the different approach when it comes to to marketing, to communication, uh, the the use of the games to maximize the legacy in the city, when it, mainly when it comes to transport. Uh, LA will have a very a fantastic opportunity to for the Paralympic movement to definitely uh, conquer, I would say, or to have a strong presence in the in the in the American market. Is a market that is still we still have to explore it. Uh, it, uh, if you think that in London, uh, Paralympic Games was not live in any of the U.S. Uh, TV channels, and 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 the numbers, uh, the very good numbers that we had in NBC for Rio, and you know, and the next editions of the game, culminating with LA 2018, 20, sorry, 2028. I think we have a fantastic opportunity to really. Uh, have a stronger presence there, and we also have some very good, of course, initial, but very, I would say, encouraging conversations with some of the leaders of the 2028 when it comes to different approaches on the commercial side on how to better explore uh, the Paralympic, uh, the, well, the Paralympic uh, properties, athletes, movement. So they are really keen to come with different and creative ideas and how to and how to raise awareness, but also how to promote the sports-specific component of the Paralympic Games. So I think if you combine that with Tokyo, Paris, and LA, I think you know it's it's, it's the perfect combination in three very important markets for the Paralympic movement. All right. Well, it sounds like the Paralympic movement is in good hands under your leadership. And congratulations again on your election. Well, thank you very much. I like to think that we are in very good hands. I think uh, again coming to the 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 governing board that was elected in the same day. I think we have a very good mix of skills, of different experiences, of different backgrounds, people who already have served two terms in the board, new members, people coming from the National Paralympic Committees, experience with organizing committees. You know, I think it's a fantastic combination. And from the first meeting that we have uh, on the on the next day of the election, it was an informal board meeting, but the energy was there, the passion was there. So I'm you know, I think it, we are in a very we are in very good hands, but I'm not only my hands; it's the hands of the whole of the board and the whole of the IPC management team in Bonn. That was new IPC president Andrew Parsons on his goals for the Paralympic movement and what can be done to improve para sport throughout the world. Thank you for joining us on the latest edition of ATR Radio. I'm Kevin Nutley. Have a good one.